to the NFL Show on the Grilling Truth Sports Network. The NFL Show, as always, is brought to you by PathPurity.Direct. Make sure you check them out for the highest quality CBD on the market right now. If you go to PathPurity.Direct, you get two months for the price of one. So $75 for two months. You're not going to get a better deal than that. Also, it's just a tablet you put underneath your tongue. It dissolves, goes immediately into your bloodstream. And then time releases over the next 12 hours. Today, we have Sam Teets. How you doing, Sam? I'm doing great, Mike. How about you? And we're going to look at Sam's mock draft. Let's check it out, Sam. Let's go to the top. Now, I saw some mock drafts today that had, like, quarterbacks going with the first four picks after a trade. Yeah, I did, too. There were a couple mocks actually taking out that had quarterbacks going one, two, three, and four. But that's never happened before. And I have a hard time believing it's going to happen now because there are some serious flaws to these quarterbacks. I don't think you're going to get one, two, three, four. Yeah, but you know what? There's at least one or two guys with serious flaws that's picked way ahead of where he should be every year. That's true. I mean, and Jordan Love was the first-round pick last year. Let's remember that. So there's always a chance. Dwayne Haskins, Dale Jones were first-round picks too. So we can't rule it out. All right, number one, the Jacksonville Jaguars. You got Trevor Lawrence. You call him a generational talent, which he's not because you then put that he's far from perfect. Every quarterback's far from perfect. I mean, every every prospect, there's never any perfect prospect. Joe Burrow, Andrew Luck, John Elway. I don't think Joe Burrow was a perfect prospect. What is Joe Burrow's issue? I don't think he has the arm strength as, as much arm strength as Andrew Luck coming out of college. I, I don't think the arm strength really matters. I mean, not that much because he has enough arm strength. I think arm strength is one of the most overrated things in the world. I mean, there's not many passes thrown more than 40 yards down the field, are there? No, that's fair. So, all right. So you admit you're wrong. That's a good way to start the show. Now, um, is, is there any concern here that maybe it'll be Justin Fields since it's Urban Meyer as the head coach now in Jacksonville? Uh, if it's Justin Fields, you might as well just burn down the stadium and call it a day. Move to London already. Because if it's Justin Fields, you're, you're short-circuiting your rebuilding process before it even begins. There's got to be Trevor Lawrence here. I think Urban Meyer knows that. He's not going to be dumb enough to pick Justin Fields first overall. All right, next up, number two, the New York Jets. Panay Sewell, which means you either think that there's going to be a trade for the Jets or they're going with Sam Darnold. Yeah, I think they're going to stick with Sam Darnold. And, I mean, realistically, I think Zach Wilson could be a better quarterback than Darnold, but we don't really know that. And right now, you're, you're missing an opportunity to get bookend tackles for the next 10 years potentially. I'd be willing to roll one more year with Darnold and see what happens there because there's going to be quarterbacks available next year in free agency and stuff like that. I would much rather wait one year and see what happens than roll a dice on Zach Wilson, who I know you like, but I, I do think taking the tackle here is maybe a safer move when you're starting over in New York. I like Zach Wilson. I think he might be the best quarterback in this draft. I don't know that there's any quarterback that should be the number one pick. I think Jacksonville has to pick one number one just because of need. I would prefer Jack Will Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence. The other question here with Sewell, though, is wouldn't you be drafting back-to-back -back left tackles? You would, but I think the idea is that you would move one of them to the right tackle, preferably Sewell, I think, because Beckton's proven that he can stay on the left side and he's got greater size. Sewell, I, again, it comes down to do you believe he can play right tackle? I think there's no reason he can't play right tackle. He was great at Oregon. He only allowed two sacks during his entire time there, so I think you could play him at right tackle and be – okay with that and again there's no right there's no pure right tackle in this class that i consider taking this high i don't think there's anything that exists it's a pure right tackle or left tackle anymore i think football is so much different the ball goes out so much quicker 
that I, I really think the positions are interchangeable nowadays. Well, that's good news for the New York Jets and Sewell also. If he ever, for some reason, fails at a tackle position, he's got the size, he got the build, he should be able to move in and play guard. So that's a back. That's kind of a backstop there in case something yeah, goes wrong. Yeah, but you can't have a backstop with the number two pick. I mean, no, he may you shouldn't able, have to. He may be able to play somebody someplace else, but if he's not playing tackle, then you screwed up. Same thing if yeah. Becton's not. Um, number three, the San Francisco 49ers. You got him trading with the Miami Dolphins and picking Zach Wilson. Yeah, I think this is a situation where whatever you throw together in this trade package, I didn't come up with one. But if you were to have the 49ers move up here, they, this is them clearly saying they think that Zach Wilson, who you like a lot, is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo has a contract that you can fairly easily get rid of without much repercussion. And the 49ers are going to have a very good team this year. If you trade to get Garoppolo, I mean, get Wilson, you're saying basically we need to upgrade here. We've seen the Rams try to upgrade and move on from golf. We already know that the Seahawks have Russell Wilson, who's very good. I think you have to make a play for the 49ers to upgrade that quarterback position a little bit. How about this? I don't know that any of the quarterbacks in this draft are better than Jimmy Garoppolo, but what I do know is we never see Jimmy Garoppolo play a whole season, hardly ever. No. He has one one 16-game season, I think, and 16 games combined <laughs> during the rest of the seasons when he's had starting time. <coughs> so it's not – it's not – I mean, we're talking about – we talk about Carson Wentz having injury issues. No, Jimmy Garoppolo has injury issues. They both have injury issues. but uh, And the thing is this. If I believe Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy, I would just draft one of the wide receivers to give him another weapon. But like I said, there's too many concerns there. Number 40, Atlanta Falcons, Justin Fields. Do you think that they will trade Matt Ryan? Because there has been some birds chirping that they may. I think he's going to be there for one more year. But I believe after after 2021, all bets are off. I think him and Julio Jones will be there one more year. You get one new season with the new head coach. And if things just don't work out, which I don't think they will, given their division they're in and the conference they're in, that I think things are going to go south very quickly. Matt Ryan will be out of there. Julio Jones will be out of there even faster. I think that this is a situation where Justin Fields is probably going to sit for a year just because the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks in next year's class, not nearly as deep as this year. And who do you think about? You look forward to next year. Maybe it's Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, Gideon Slovis. Those are probably the guys. I don't think that's nearly as good of a quarterback class as this one. So like, you might want to take one now if you have a shot. Otherwise, you're going to be looking at not having a QB next year, potentially, or not having a QB beyond the future. I've got no problem with taking a quarterback here. I think that Justin Fields is a huge huge reach at four. But my other issue is if you're picking a quarterback at four, he should be your starter. And if you've got Matt Ryan, you can still get a lot for Matt Ryan. Why wouldn't you just go ahead and do it? That's the issue, because do you think Atlanta's going to win anything here in the next three or four years? Well, I don't think they will. Put it like this. What if they do? What if Matt Ryan has a great year next year and they go 12-4? and four? Then you're sitting with Justin Fields and Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's still good, and you just wasted a pick with Justin Fields. Yeah, what happens if you take a top quarterback prospect and your guy goes out there and wins MVP and takes you to the divisional and takes you to the conference championship? I wonder what team would do something like that. I don't know. What team would do so? See, do you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers should be all over Matt Ryan. I don't, they should be all over everyone. <laughs> yeah, except for Big Ben. And, of course mason rudolph number five the cincinnati Bengals, jamar chase on the outskirts here this makes sense to me i like the pick but i would think that if sewell's gone rashawn slater may make more sense than you give them and kind of kind of the same thing we talked about the jets with the two tackles with jonah williams and with whoever the tackle would be here and i mean i i don't know to me if i'm the Bengals, i have a hard time passing up the tackle now, I totally get that because Slater has had put some good tape up in college. Remember when he played 
Chase Young. He actually did a really good job against Chase Young when they matched up. So that's a, something you can look at and point to. That's great tape there. My one question for Slater is, is the value for Slater that he's a really good tackle or is that he's just a very good offensive line who can play almost anywhere along the line? Where is the true value there? Is it the fact that he's a superstar tackle or is he just a very versatile offensive lineman? Where is Jamar Chase? I think Jamar Chase is one of the five best players in this entire draft. He's not one of the three best players in this entire draft. He might be the best player in the draft. I Honestly, I think him and Kyle Pitts are like far and above most of these guys in the draft right now. I have Kyle Pitts issues, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Number six, the Philadelphia Eagles, Devontae Smith, Alabama. So you could reunite him with Jalen Hurts. Um, last year, they picked Jalen Rieger over Justin Jefferson. That didn't work out too good. You don't know what's going on with Carson Wentz here. Is there any chance the Eagles could grab a Trey Lance? You know, that'd be funny if they did. <laughs> I remember Howie Roseman, their general manager, saying last year they wanted to be a quarterback factory. And you could certainly do that if you get a Trey Lance here. I, it would be a little ridiculous if you go out and do something like that. I think the difference between Trey Lance and Jalen Hurts, I don't know if there's a huge gap there that you want to invest a second-round pick in Jalen Hurts last year and then a first-round pick this year. But if you believe that Trey Lance is the guy, you've got to take him here because you will not have Carson Wentz, presumably. He's going to be traded, it sounds like, indefinitely. And the only quarterback, because I'm talking about Chicago and Indianapolis, the only quarterback you could trade for from any of those spots is Nick Foles. And I don't care what Nick Foles did in the past. Nick Foles is not going to be a starting caliber quarterback, even if it's with the Philadelphia Eagles. Jacoby Brissett? No, he's a free agent. Oh, yeah, that's right. We'll go out and sign him. I like him better than all of them anyways. Um, number seven, the Washington football team. You got him taking Trey Lance. I have a lot of questions about Trey Lance. And the big one is we only see, saw him play one game this year, the quality of competition he plays. Um, when I watch the film, to me, he's just, I mean, it's, he's a lot like a Dwayne Haskins or a Justin Fields, where I don't know if they can throw you open, and I don't know, and you've got it here as I read this, I don't know if he can throw the ball into tight windows. Yeah, I think he has the most obvious misses on the tape. And so the tight window accuracy is going to be concerned there. He's got maybe the strongest arm strength class, but you already said arm strength doesn't always matter. Hey, put put it like when you look at it, are there more misses from guys that are drafted in the first round highly that have great arm strength, or are there more misses from guys that have great pocket presence and can make any throw within 40 yards? Much more misses on the arm strength because those guys sometimes never develop. Yeah. Arm strength to me is kind of like a wide receiver that runs a 4-2 or 4-3-40. Like a Henry Ruggs we saw last year. Yeah, I mean, if you can't run a route and you can just run straight down the field, you're not really worth the first pick. Uh, and, and Washington, the Redskins, as I like to call them because that's their name, also re-signed the quarterback from the playoffs too. What was his name again? Oh, uh, Taylor Heineke. Yeah, so I mean, I, I would trust Heineke before I would Lance. Yeah, they again, they just signed Tyler Heineke today. So I didn't know that when this mock came out. But, I mean, yeah, you saw what Heineke did. I don't want to go into next year saying Heineke's the guy off of one football game. But Trey Lance is a flawed prospect right now. We'll see what works out there. Uh, I don't You there? Oh, you're quicker getting back now. Um, number eight, the Carolina Panthers, Rashawn Slater. I guess that would be to, you know, since they're going to lose a tackle, they're going to try to gain a tackle. Well, Russell Kung is too, I guess. But 
Yeah, they're losing both their tackles, or both the tackles they had pegged to stars going to last season. So they're going to need at least someone to come back. I would assume they're going to potentially franchise tag Moten, and he's the right tackle. You get Slater can play him at left tackle then. So you have two booking tackles there. They're still working out the quarterback. Obviously, they, they've tried to trade Teddy Bridgewater this offseason. They've inquired about guys like Deshaun Watson. But you're not going to get the quarterback in the future who's going to surpass Teddy Bridgewater here at eight. The safer pick is probably to go offensive tackle or the other guy who had in the first mock, Micah Parsons. All right, next up, number nine to Denver Broncos, Patrick Sertain. Um, I think it's an all right pick. I think it may be a little higher than what he should be picked. Yeah, I'm not against you on that. I, the corners in this draft class really confuse me. I'll give you that. Caleb Farley, Sertain, and then J.C. Horn are all very close to me. Horn is more of a zone corner, while Sertain and Farley are more man coverage corners. So it all depends on what you're looking for. I'm pretty sure last time I checked, Denver focuses more on man coverage schemes than on zone. So someone like Sertain, who is more NFL ready than the guy like Caleb Farley, who sat out this past year, makes some sense to me. But drafting a corner at nine is, is a little high. I admit that. I'd rather have a corner that's a man guy than a zone guy. I think you can teach a guy to be a zone guy, but it's really hard to teach a zone guy to be a man guy. And usually the reason the zone guy is a zone guy is because he can't play man, so they have to play zone. Yeah, that's why, that's why I have J.C. Horn much further down compared to Farley or Sertain. All right, number 10, the Dallas Cowboys, Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. Um, I mean, The guy's a great athlete but I, I don't think he's worth the 10 pick, 10th pick. I think Dallas, if I'm Dallas, I would do the Kyle Pitts thing here. Yeah, I take Kyle. I mean, then you got so many weapons because you got Amari Cooper. You're going to have C.D. Lamb is going to be a pro bowler at some point in time. Add Kyle Pitts to that lineup. You will have all the weapons. You just need to sign a quarterback thing because Dak Prescott's a free agent. And also, I would think if I was the Cowboys before Pitts even, I would probably take Derrishaw. Yeah, I have that in Mach 1. And again, it comes down to what, you, what you're going to do with Tyron Smith's contract. You have a lot of money invested in him right now. If you can get out from under that, I understand taking a tackle. But otherwise, it's going to be a lot of money invested in offensive line. That's not playing very well. All right, number 11, the New York Giants, Kyle Pitts. Kind of a wasted pick with Daniel Jones trying to get him the ball. But <laughs> Kyle Pitts, I think, is a great athlete. I, I disagree here. I don't think he's a very good run blocker. I don't think he's great on getting separation from guys that are actually physical enough to play against him. The separation I saw when he played was against guys that just physically could not run with him. So I, I have some questions about him. I think he's definitely a top 10 pick. I think he's definitely one of the 10 best players in the draft. I think he will have a great career as long as he goes to the right place. So you got Kyle Pitts at 11 with the Giants. Yeah, and Kyle Pitts is that athletic creek with 6'6". Six, six. He's 6'6", six, six, 246 pounds, and he did block better on tape than I expected him to. I, from what I've been reading, what I thought from watching games that he was just a larger wide receiver, but he had more impact in the running game than I expected. And yeah, there might be some there might be some concerns there with the separation, but again, six foot six, who are you putting on him? You can't put a slot corner on him. Most linebackers can't keep up with him speed-wise, and neither can safety. So it's a mismatch because I don't know who you're going to put on him, but he's just not going to be able to run away from them or jump over top of them. Levante David. That's probably the right answer. Levante <laughs> David may be Bobby Wagner. Number 12, the Miami Dolphins, Jalen Waddle. I think Waddle's an interesting guy. He's a guy that could be the best receiver of these uh, this group, or he could be a guy that could be a complete bust. Yeah, he could be, like you said, the best receiver, or it could be Henry Ruggs 2.0. That's really the concern here with me is that he's I, I think a, he's better than Ruggs, though. 
Yeah, I think he can do. I think he can run more routes than Ruggs. I think he's got a more complete route tree right now. My concern is that it's very, very traitsy based, very based on the speed and athleticism, and that doesn't always translate to being a star wide receiver in the NFL level. So I'm a little worried about that. But like I said, he's more, he's got more routes than Ruggs at this point. He kind of glides over the field a little bit more than Ruggs. So I like what he's done. I think he's more diverse than him. It's just a question of, you know, we didn't get to see a full season of him being a star in college. So I don't really know how he stacks up compared to some of the guys we've seen full, complete seasons from. All right, number 13, the Los Angeles Chargers, Christian Derisal. Uh, This is a guy from Virginia Tech that I think might be better than the two guys that everybody talks about all the time. Um, I think this would be a great pick because the Chargers definitely need to upgrade the offensive line. Yeah, I think Sam Tevy was their starting left tackle last year, so they need big help in that offensive line right now. And Derek Solskjaer, and you said it yourself, he might be the best offensive tackle in this draft class. I don't disagree there because this is a guy who's a pure offensive tackle. He's got all the power. He's got incredible balance, and he had to move a lot around a little bit more than some yard players who I talked about in Virginia Tech's offense. So I love what Derek Saw is right now, and I think he's going to get even better about plug-and-play left tackle from day one. Really helps protect Justin Herbert as he continues to develop back there. All right, number 14, the Minnesota Vikings. Quiddy Pay, edge edge defense, edge rusher from Michigan. And they definitely need some help on defense now. The Vikings have got old, lost some guys. Um, I, I, I think Pay is way too high here at 14, though. Really? So is there an edge rusher you would take above him? No, I don't think there's any great edge rushers here. Plus, his name's Quiddy. <laughs> I'm telling you, it does matter what your name is if you're going to be a superstar. <laughs> I mean, come on, Gronk, Rob Gronkowski. I mean, dead guy you know is going to be a stud. Tom Brady sounds like a great quarterback. Yeah, I don't hey, pay, like hey, I said, hey, wait, let's go farther. Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> Blaine, hey, that's that's the constant. Anyone named Mitchell? Blaine Gabbert. I mean, everybody, I mean, when you look at it, if you look at the list of the 10 greatest quarterbacks that ever lived, they sound like the greatest quarterbacks that ever lived. Quiddy Pay sounds like, you know, like a country singer. <laughs> About Blake Bortles. Or, or, yep, exactly. See, Blake Bortles. Now, Deshaun Watson sounds like a stud. Trevor Lawrence sounds like a stud. Joe Burrow sounds like a great quarterback. And maybe, maybe you're on something with the names. There. I don't know. I think Pay... Pay's still developing, I'll admit that. But I think he's really good in the run game. He's not going to be a 10-sack per year guy, but you're pairing him up with Daniel Hunter here from Minnesota. And I'll be honest, there's not a ton of other guys on the board. Like, My- Michael Parsons is there. Obviously, he's probably a better defensive prospect. That's who I you already have that too. position filled. Yeah, I don't care if that position. How can you already have it filled? There's more than one linebacker. I think the scheme they're running, they only have Eric Kendricks in the middle. I can check that again, though. You can change your scheme. I mean, a lot of times, your scheme's going to be run depending on the players you have, too, though. I suppose. I think you could take Parsons there, too. I mean, Parsons, you can make the argument of him being one of the maybe top five or six best players in this draft, actually. Just a concern about some of the character issues. Yeah. Well, number 15, the New England Patriots, Micah Parsons. I think this would be great for him. He faced accusations of hazing. Can you go into that for me in more detail? Yeah, I think there was some concerns about, I think it was uh, some like sexually based hazing or something like that was going on with, with him and, and one of the younger players on the team. There was also another guy named in the case. So what I don't think Parsons what, was, what's sexually based hazing mean? That could that could be a, it could be a lot of things. I could, I didn't read too much into what it meant, but it was not 
it didn't sound very pleasant from the sounds of it. So uh, I don't, you know, from what I heard, Marshall Parsons is not like the main person named in it, but there are other people on the team who are named it, including uh, Yatur Grossmatos, who was a guy who got drafted last year. So there have been some issues there. And if you're messing around with one of your teammates like that, I don't know if you want that kind of guy in the locker room. All right, next up, J.C. Horn is Arizona Cardinals out of South Carolina. Um, maybe the best corner in the draft, but that's not saying a whole hell of a lot. But I think 16 is about where he should fall. Yeah, and he's primarily his own corner. He does decent in press coverage, but pure man coverage is a bit concerned there. If you're Arizona, you're losing guys like Drake or Patrick and Patrick Pearson in free agency. So that's a lot of snaps you have to make up for here. If someone like Kyle Pitts were for some reason fall this far, I think you take Kyle Pitts, but I don't see that happening. I mean, J.C. Horn, this just fills a position of need. I think everywhere else, your offense line is surprisingly good this past year. There are a bunch of holes in your defense, but I think corner is the top priority. Jalen Phillips, Las Vegas Raiders, 17. I think you get him way too high. I think the issues with the concussions will scare teams, and somebody will get a steal in the second round. I mean, if he falls to the second round, that would be an awesome pickup, though. Because, if, of course, he gets concussed in the first round of his rookie season and he retires again, then obviously you've missed out on a lot of value there. That, but if he's healthy, yeah, if he plays – That's a huge risk. Oh, yeah, it is. But if he plays seven or eight years, you're looking at a guy who arguably has the most diverse pass rush set of any edge rusher in this draft class. Yeah, hopefully he'll follow the second round and the Bengals will pick him up. All right, <laughs> number 18, the Miami Dolphins, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. Am I yeah, close? you got it right. I'm a bad man. From Notre Dame is going to the Miami Dolphins. At least that's what you think. Um, a little smaller than what I think people would want. Uh I, I don't see him being a guy that should be picked as highly. I think he's more of a second-round guy. Yeah, I think he's going to go in the first round regardless because he's shown proficiency in basically playing a third safety role on some teams, being able to go over to the slot and kind of cover there. And you're putting him alongside Kyle Vanoy, another versatile linebacker, which is why I kind of have him go into Miami because of the things he can do. But if you're looking for a pure linebacker prospect, you just want to line up in the middle and know he can deal with offensive linemen. Who knows? You can go out and just hit guys who are trying to block and get around them. Fairly him. easily, Zayvon Collins is probably the more pure linebacker prospect here. Yeah, I think Collins is the better linebacker. I don't want a hybrid guy picked 18th unless he's really special. Number 19, the Detroit Lions. Kadarius Tony, wide receiver out of Florida. Yeah, and Tony is not a finished project, product yet. We saw him developing a lot with Florida this past year. But what's attracting to him is you put him in a diverse offensive scheme, you can do a lot of things with him. This is the kind of guy who. You can line up in the backfield. He'll be a return man for you. He can be a top playmaker for you on the outside. And we didn't see him run very many deep routes, but he has the speed and athleticism to get deep. And part of the reason maybe he didn't run those routes is because Kyle Travis doesn't have the strongest arm. And he was mainly more proficient on the short to mid-level throws anyways. But at the NFL level with Jared Goff, who, again, is not, not the most ideal quarterback in the world, but still a good quarterback, you'll see Tony's route tree expand deeper a little bit. I think this guy is a first-round pick, but probably not a – there's some probably controversies about him going this high. He should not be that high. I, I think it's a late second, early third round. Really that low? Yeah. I mean, I just, mechanically, I don't think he's very good. And most of those guys, when they're coming out of college, if they're mechanically not very good, they don't develop into being really good. All right. Because you've been taught since you were 10 years old how to run the routes. 
if you ain't figured it out by the time you're 22 or 23, I, I would have concerns with drafting him in the first round. Next up, Jalen Mayfield, offensive tackle out of Michigan. This has to be the best tackle draft we've seen in a long time. Oh, yeah, or easily one of the deepest ones we're talking about. In this mock, I forget how many I have. But I think I'm going to have seven or eight tackles going the first round. You probably won't get that many. You'll probably get closer to five or six in the real draft. But the guys who are going to follow the second round are still going to be very good. This is going to be a great tackle class, which the NFL desperately needs that influx of offensive line talent. And Mayfield right now projects more as a right tackle than a left tackle in the NFL, but you could see him switch over in emergency situations. I think he's that good of an athlete. The concern here is it's a very small sample size, fewer than 20 starts, but he has all the physical traits, and he played fairly well during his time at Michigan. How about this? Uh, the way Matt Nagy runs his offense, I don't think Jalen Mayfield fits as well here as he would somewhere else. I think Jalen Mayfield fits an offense like he got in San Francisco. More of a zone blocking scheme? Yeah. I, I think he, he's very good mobily side to side, and I just don't – unless the Bears are going to change the way they run their offense – I think Mayfield can be a success there, but I don't know if he'll be as successful there as he could be in other places. I mean, that's fair. The Bears have a need here, but I have two I have two tackles back-to-back -back here, and Jalen Mayfield and Sam Cosmo, I think, belong in the first round. I just don't know where to put them necessarily. It was hard finding the best fits for these two guys. All right, Indianapolis Colts, Samuel Cosme, uh, with An An Anthony Costanzo retiring. They've got to fill that void. Um they could use a wide receiver. They could use some defensive help. But I, I think this is the most important position for them to fill right now with Costanza retiring. Yeah, it absolutely is. And the question is, do you view Sam Cosby as a right tackle or a left tackle? Because he played more left tackle. We lost Sam again. He'll be back right in a minute. There he is. Sorry. All right, go ahead. I, I don't know what the hell you're doing, but stop doing it. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I keep getting dropped out by like that. But like I said, Sam Cosme's experience at both right tackle and left tackle in college. Just the question of what do you view him as coming out? If you view him primarily as a right tackle, then this does make, not make any sense whatsoever because you already have Braden Smith, who was a great right tackle. If you view him as a guy who can play left tackle, then this opens the door to potentially adding this guy and plugging him in as a star day one. Yeah, I don't think he's very good. But number 22 to Tennessee Titans, <laughs> I just don't. Gregory Rousseau, edge rusher out of Miami. Yeah, and Rousseau is still developing as well. But this is a guy who's 6'7", 265 pounds with long arms, very good against the run. And we saw the production in 2019, 54 tackles, 19 and a half tackles for loss, and 15 and a half sacks in 13 games. The Titans have a huge need at edge rusher right now. They only had 19 sacks this past season. It's just a question with Rousseau. You only saw one great season of production. He opted out this past year. So a little bit of concern with the sample size there. I think there's a lot of concern with this guy. I don't think anybody should pick him in the first round, but what the hell do I know? Number 23, the New York Jets. I like this pick. I usually don't like running backs in the first round, but you got Najee Harris out of Alabama coming there. I think Najee Harris was the best running back in football, in college football. They have to transform the offense, as you put in there. And what do you got, Sam Darnold or somebody else? Najee Harris makes your offense more diverse right away. Yeah, this is a guy, when you just watch him play, just watch him play behind Alabama's line, the poise, the patience, the way he runs through defenders, and he's got more power than I think some people realize. Doesn't have home run speed necessarily, but can run away from guys in the open field. So I like Harris here a lot just because you really need someone to replace Frank Gore if you're the New York Jets. 
and Najee Harris is the best running back in his draft class. All right, number 24 to Pittsburgh Steelers, Teven Jenkins, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State. Yeah, I'm not in love necessarily with the Tevin Jenkins pick here. I do think Pittsburgh has to go offensive line, at least two of their first three picks in this draft. And you're kind of getting down to like the tier two or tier three offensive linemen at this point. Guys like Jenkins and Eichenberger down here. Uh, Jenkins played both tackle positions in college along with right guard. You're losing a good guy in Matt Filer or Matt Feeler in free agency who played both tackle and guard for you over the past two seasons. So Jenkins has the experience in both spots. You can move him in and playing wherever along the line where you have holes and you're going to have a lot of holes. So you're drafting this guy not only for his starting capabilities, but also for his diversity and his ability to play multiple positions. I hope you guys pick him. You don't like him then. That's been telling me you don't like him. He leans. I mean, any guy you see leaning forward when he's blocking people is going to fail in the NFL. And most of those guys never learn to not lean. Because trust me, I watch Cincinnati Bengals linemen do it all the time, and they never learn. <laughs> Number 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars via the Los Angeles Ram, Liam Etchenberg or Eckenberg from Notre Dame. Yeah, and this guy, there are some concerns here. Like I said, him and Tim Jenkins are getting down to a class where you have more concerns. I think, this the kid, I think this kid's much better than Jenkins. Yeah, I think he's more polished because he's been there. He's been there much longer. I think he played his tackle for much his position much longer at Notre Dame, developed much more the past couple of years. And you can watch that development year to year. But he's very good at the running game. He's a tremendous run blocker. And if you're Jacksonville at this point, you kind of have to add to that offensive line. I know you took Cam Robinson and Juwan Taylor in past drafts, but neither one of those guys has really worked out here. I think I can bring a clear upgrade over both those guys. All right, 26, I do not like this pick. The Cleveland Browns, Zayvon Collins. I think this would be a great pick for the Browns. I like this guy. Yeah, I do too. I think he's a, there's a chance he's the best linebacker in this draft. I know Micah Parsons is here as well, but I think we've seen more from Collins in coverage situations, and I love what he did in college. And he's probably the most versatile linebacker in this draft class. So, like, adding him would be huge for Cleveland. This is automatically maybe your second best player on defense behind Miles Garrett. All right, 27, the Baltimore Ravens. Jason Owe, edge rusher out of Penn State. Um, I don't know why they would do this here. They need offensive linemen or they need a receiver. Well, they need offensive linemen, especially now because Orlando Brown Jr., who played left tackle for them this past year in place of Ryan Stanley, has requested a trade. So uh, that was, again, that happened today after I posted this mock. I think that changes don't a lot. Don't give me any It does not. Just don't make excuses. <laughs> yeah, I think – well, you can switch it back to Tucker from USC if you want. I will. I will in future right. draft. I think Vera Tucker would be a tremendous pick. I love Vera Tucker. He's one of the best. Let me put this way. I've got guys ranked ahead of Vera Tucker in this draft on his mock board who I think will be worse than him or have the chance to fail much more than him. I think Vera Tucker will be a hit no matter where he plays. It's just a question of is he guard, is he tackle? All right. Number 28, the New Orleans Saints. Nick Bolton, linebacker out of Missouri. I believe this is the legendary singer Michael Bolton's son. <laughs> No idea who that is. Not even gonna lie. But you know, Bolton is you know a who Michael Bolton is? No, no idea. Really? Yeah. Damn. Look yeah. I was saying Nick Bolton, a great downhill linebacker here. There are some questions in coverage, but he does all right in zone. You're just not gonna get a ton out of him in man coverage. So it depends on what you're asking from him. But he's tremendous power downhill. And you put him next to DeMario Davis, I think that'd be a great combination to have those two there. The question really to me is Zach Bond on the air side. I don't really know if he's going to develop into anything. All right, number 29, the Green Bay Packers. This is Asante Samuel, cornerback, Florida State for the Green Bay Packers. Um, yeah, as you put in here, you never have any idea what the Packers are going to do because they don't either. 
No, they don't. They kind of just throw darts at the dartboard on draft night and see what hits. I saw Samuel Jr. There are concerns about his size here. Again, he's only 184 pounds, so tackling is going to be a, maybe a bit of an issue for him against larger players. But he's tremendous in man coverage. He's one of the best man coverage corners here on this draft board. And I know people talking about him potentially just being a slot guy, but I don't think he's just going to be a slot guy. I think he can move outside. And let me put this way. He will be better than Kevin King was for Green Bay's past year. And Kevin King started most of their games opposite Jair Alexander. And you want to have Asante Samuel there at the number two spot because King's a free agent. All right, number 30. Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive lineman out of USC for the Buffalo Bills. I think this would be a great pick for the Bills. Yeah, you didn't get much interior push from that offensive line this year. So you can bring Vera Tucker in. It can really help the run game out, which was a huge issue, even with Zach Moss, who didn't add that much in the run game compared to what people are talking about. So you get someone who can help out in the run game on the interior. And you know what? He has tackle position. He started at left tackle at USC. He's got that experience. I know that one of the tackles for Buffalo is a free agent this year. So if you have to move him outside the tackle, he has that experience. And I think he could play tackle in the league, although he'd be much more better at guard, much more stellar at guard. All right, 31 to Kansas City Chiefs. Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota. Why would they want to do that? <laughs> Look, this is a team that only drafts offense. Unless you draft an offensive lineman here, which at this point most but of the offense maybe they are. learned their lesson this year. They won't. I know. <laughs> They'll think of our receiver. Yeah. And, and I will say this. I believe that as long as Andy Reid's there, they'll never win another Super Bowl. Uh, we're, ba we're back to the <laughs> we're back to the you don't like. Well, you never like Andy Reid that much to begin with. But. Well, and I think this. I think he proved me right. I think the one time he won the Super Bowl is when he fired, when he played against a coach that shit his pants more than he did. <laughs> see, see, you were not saying – you were avoiding saying a lot of negative stuff about Andrew from maybe like the past 12 months, and now we hit no, to this point. Well, what I said the past 12 months is this. He is one of the most innovative offensive coaches that I have ever seen. You've never heard me say, you know, I think Andy Greed is a hell of a football coach. I think he is a great offensive coach. But I think this. I mean, how many conference championship games has he been to? Like 40? And he's been to two Super Bowls or three Super Bowls? Yeah, that's right. He got there with Philadelphia like almost like four or five times, maybe. Yeah, in a row. I mean, so the thing is this. When he plays Bill Belichick, he loses. When he plays Bruce Arians, he loses. When he plays Shanahan, he wins. So I, I think a lot of that's matchups. It's just like the Colts and everybody, well, Peyton Manning did win Super Bowls. Nah, Peyton Manning beat Cam Newton and Rex Grossman. He lost. Well, let's be honest. He it, lost Von, Von Miller beat Cam Newton. Uh, well, let's, that's kind of my point, though. Yeah, he, they didn't win because of Peyton. Would Peyton throw in that game 150 yards? I think he had more turnovers and touchdowns that game. I'm pretty sure. Well, and he threw a couple picks in their first Super Bowl win, and of course, he threw the game-winning touchdown against the Saints. Yeah, to the wrong team. <laughs> yeah, but still a game-winning touchdown. Either that's way. true. 32 to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think this is hard to pick right now because you don't know who they're re-signing. Um, Christian Bar Barmore, defensive tackle, Alabama. Um, go, Sam. No, I just say he's got great power. He's fairly productive this past year with Alabama. There are some concerns here that he's not maybe as mentally mature as you want him to be. And so there are some concerns that he won't transition precisely to the NFL. But he, assuming you don't resign Duncan Sue here, so I think you will prioritize resigning Shaq Barrett and Levante David on that defense. And Sue, who could ask for anywhere between seven to nine million dollars for one season, you probably won't resign him. 
Bar Marlin can step in and play that position almost immediately based on the way he played at Alabama. He put him next to Vita Vea. I think that's one of the best interior duos in the NFL. All right. And, of course, Hineke, Tyler Hineke for the Washington Redskins. Actually, he signed like a 4 or $5 million a year contract. So I think that it's possible they actually do give him a shot to be the starter. Yeah, no, they've invested a, a decent chunk of money in him. Not as much as the Saints invested in Taysom Hill this past year, of course, but they invested close to four, four and a half million dollars in him per year. All right. Who's going to be the worst team in the NFL in 2021? Oh, in 2021? Who uh, was bad this year? I'm trying to remember. I think it's not going to be the Jets for once, I don't think. But. I could almost, you know, I could almost see Atlanta. Atlanta would be like my sleeper pick. I think the Falcons will be pretty bad this coming year. I think it's the Texans or the Lions. Oh yeah, Texans. Yeah, Texas and the Lions, I think, are an easy pick. Yeah. And I, uh, I would go Texans. Yeah, Houston's Houston's the right pick there, especially if they get rid of Deshaun Watson. Whoever they get for Deshaun Watson is not going to be nearly good enough to save that franchise. All right, how about this one? Which new coach will post the most wins in twenty twenty one? The most wins. Well, the Chargers' job is probably the team with the most talent. They just got a new head coach, but I'm still going to go with Robert Sala. I like him the most of these guys. I think Brian Flores, what, Brian Flores won, was it six wins in his first year with the Dolphins? If Sala gets six, five wins. All right. Well, I don't know. I'm still going to go with Sala because he's the coach I like the most out of all of these guys. He's the coach I like the most, too, but I would say stay with the Chargers just because I think with the Broncos and Raiders, you really only got to deal with the Chiefs. I think <laughs> the Chargers do have talent. So I, I'm going to go Chargers, but I, I could see the Jets because I really like Robert Sale. All right, give me this. What's your early Super Bowl 56 pick? That's very early. I, I'm almost tempted to say Chiefs Bucks again, but let me see. I got to think about this for a brief second. Looking at the NFC, the Saints don't matter anymore. No one the NFC East ever mattered to begin with. Uh, I'm going to say I don't really want to bet against Tom Brady, but if I was to bet against Tom Brady, I would say San Francisco 49ers versus Buffalo Bills. Now i got to change my pick. What, did you pick Buffalo or San Francisco? I would be Buffalo beating San Francisco in the Super Bowl. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'll tell you, I think the Rams are a team people got to watch. I think the Rams could challenge and maybe beat out the Niners, especially if Jimmy Garoppolo stays the quarterback for the Niners. Just injury issues. Plus, I just think Matt Stafford is hands down better than him. No, Stafford's definitely better than Garoppolo, and he's definitely better than Goff. It's just a concern there. With the Rams are going to lose a bunch of players. Their defense is not going to be as good as it was this past season. So I'll be interested to see how this pans out. They are going for it, though. They only have about a two-year window left in L.A. Uh, I'm going to say Bills Rams for the Super Bowl. Just so I can respect that. All right. Who's your pick to win next season's an MVP? The MVP. Uh, who's set up? Josh Allen's up there. I think Josh Allen has to be one of the top candidates. Uh, Deshaun, well, we, don't know, we don't know where Deshaun Watts is going to play at, so I don't want to say him per se. I'll go with Josh Allen. Because I think it's going to be him, probably Patrick Mahomes, and Deshaun Watson will be the three top candidates. All right. I'm not going to pick Watson because I don't know where he's playing yet. And I'm going to go Matt Stafford. I see. That's a fun one. I mean, I I just think you're putting him with a high-level offensive coach on a playoff team. He's never really had that. And, you know, I I think Sean McVay did prove that he is a solid football coach this year. I think offensively he's really good. 
And I say I Stafford goes to play goes play action all day with this team. They'll be able to run the ball. I think he throws for forty seven hundred yards and forty touchdowns, and the Rams win twelve games. You know, I could see it happening. It's just gonna it's gonna be fun to watch. I am really intrigued to watch the Rams because they're either gonna be really good or they're gonna be an eight and eighteen. I still worry about the back injuries though. Yeah, because those I mean back injuries. They never really go away, do they? They kind of just nag you for the rest of your life almost. All right. What is the most interesting team headed in there for this offseason? For this offseason, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is the most inter- interesting team because all the pieces they have out there, talk about Gronk, Leonard Fournette, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin on offense. Defensively, I talked about Shaq Barrett, Levante David, and Duncan Seuss. I think it's going to be interesting to see how many guys, those guys they resign. Because if they only keep two of them, then I don't think there's any chance they're going to win the Super Bowl next year, but they keep most of those guys. You know, you might run them back. All right. To me, I'm going to go Saints. I mean, you know, you know, Drew Brees is going to retire, especially since they restructured his contract. And I saw all these Saints fans on their message boards excited because they thought he was coming back. But I think that means they re signed Jameis Winston. And I'm really interested to see if they do re sign Winston, how good Winston can be with that much talent around him and if he can limit the turn, limit the interceptions to under 20. Because under 20 interceptions with the Saints talent, they're probably going to win 11 games. Well, and the best throw by New Orleans Saints quarterback in that divisional round against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was the James Winston play where it threw a touchdown. I almost feel like James Winston should have started the second half of that game because of the way Drew Brees, Drew Brees was playing. So I think James Winston will have some success there. We saw him with Tampa Bay. I mean, he threw for, what, 33 touchdowns with 30 interceptions, but 33 touchdowns. This guy can throw. He can be a good quarterback in the NFL. Again, it's just the decision-making process, though. Can you fix that? And I think another team that'll be really interested is the New England Patriots. We saw what Tom Brady is capable of doing without Belichick. Belichick spoke publicly earlier in the year about the extent to which the team was hamstrung financially in 2020. Those excuses are kind of out the window now. So now it's time for Bill Belichick to put up or shut up. Am I right or wrong? No, you're right. And they got Stephon Gilmore on that roster. They might trade away. Devin McCourtney, who I know they've kept around for a long time, but they might have kept him too long at this point. It's usually Bill Belichick's way of doing things. Do you trade veterans away before they lose all their trade value? So maybe Devin McCourtney's out the window as well. And suddenly you're in a spot where you're looking at a totally different team. I've got cap space to sign, guys. I'm very interested to see how the Patriots get better because they absolutely have to get better. They have to add receivers and tight ends this offseason. Otherwise, they're just going to run back and be the same team they were this year. All right. Out of teams that didn't make it to the divisional playoff round, anything before, either not make it or lose it in the wild card, right now you had a little bit of time to think about it. We talked about it the other day on our Super Bowl recap show. Who would be your surprise Super Bowl team that didn't even make it to the divisional playoff round? Uh... Titans. I'll go with Titans. I'll say Tennessee. I don't, I'm not in love with that pick, but I think Tennessee is a decent one because they have Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry will still have one or two more really dominant years. You got Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown. You have the offense there. It just can they fix the defense this offseason. All right. I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to go Washington. Oh, that is crazy. Because I believe this. I believe, why are we like that with you small and me big? I just actually flipped on there. Okay. But Washington to me, one crazy Deshaun Watson trade away from being a contender. And in the NFC East, that means they make the playoffs. Then it's just win a couple games. And I think we saw 
You know, it's not like Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay had more trouble with Washington than they did Kansas City in the playoffs. I think they had more trouble with them than they did Green Bay. So, I mean, when you look at that, what wins football games? Ability to run the ball. They got Gibson. Ability to play offense and defensive line in the trenches. They've got that. You give them Deshaun Watson, it could be game over in the NFC. Now, I don't know if they're going to give up enough or if they've got enough to give up. Maybe they have to give up. But but defensive line-wise, they're extraordinarily good. Ron Rivera, I think, is a solid football coach. You throw Deshaun Watson in there, all of a sudden things change. Well, you throw Deshaun Watson there, you might sweep your division. I'm mean, talking yeah, about games against. Right. You might all of a sudden be an 11 or 12 win football team in Washington. Wait, that's that's probably six easy wins right there. Even if you lose one, you're five to one in your own division. I think Deshaun Watson on well, Deshaun Watson in 18 probably makes him a playoff contender. So except for get, Houston, obviously. You got to think outside the box, Sam. I know. Apparently, I'm not. I'm not thinking big enough. Well, I'm just saying, why would I haven't heard that they were even interested in Watson? Have you? No, I haven't. But why would you not? I mean, you got Henneke, which four or five million a year for a really good backup quarterback is not bad. Hell, you could even all of a sudden now trade Henneke as the starting quarterback to Houston. I don't think Houston's going to view Taylor Heineke as a star after one really good game. Well, the problem is this. Houston, at one point or another, is going to be hamstrung because Deshaun Watson doesn't want to be there. And the longer this goes on, the more chances, the the more chances are that they're going to have to drop their demands on what they want. Especially if Watson finally just says, hey, I want to go here or here. And if you're not going to send me there, I'm not playing this year. I'm going to sit out. Yeah, I think he will do that. He's going to force him to trade him somewhere. And Yeah, and the thing is, unlike Le'Veon Bell, Deshaun Watson's a quarterback. He's got yeah. a leg to stand on. You you could get James Conner to be an average running back and get by. You can't bring somebody else in to be an average quarterback, get nothing out of your franchise quarterback and continue to play. Well, I mean, we talked about it. It's going to get worse from here on out. Look at what happened with Dak Prescott when negotiating an extension, how it kind of got worse with Dallas over time. It's going to be a similar thing. These extensions or these holdouts for trades, they don't get better over time. They get worse. So if you're the team, you have to recognize that he's not going to play for you. You have to move on. All right, Sam, anything else before we knock it out of here? I think we talked about basically everything we wanted to cover today. All right, guys, we'll be back at one tomorrow. Make sure you check out passpurity.direct. Two for one, two months CBD for the price of one at passpurity.direct. Make sure you check out Sam Teets on Twitter at samteets33. You can follow me at Grueling Truth. Go like our Facebook page. I think we're up to like 116,000 followers now, Sam. Yeah, we're really cranking out. We were only at what? Was it 100,000 maybe a week ago? 100,000 last Monday. So we're picking up a couple thousand a day. Not too bad. So make sure you go check that out. Make sure you go to Rockfin. We'll have some exclusive shows on there. But for now, for Sam Teets, I'm Mike Goodpastor. You've been watching and listening to The Grueling Truth, where the legends speak.